You're about to experience the cultural phenomena that's sweeping the nation. Oh yeah, it's happening. Sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Episode 86 of the Stinking Paws podcast with Scott, Charlie, Liam and Paul. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Good evening. All right. There's everyone. Good. Recovered from Mildred Pierce. It's it's taken a while to get It's taken his toll. (laughs) A few Valium and I'm up to go again. Okay, so it's a little bit lighter, this episode, and... There is no denying that this is a massive, massive film. But more of that in about 45 minutes or so. Foreplay topic for today. Let's play the jingle. One, two, three. Well, had I done foreplay? Foreplay topic for this evening is music numbers, dance sequences, is that what we're saying, that aren't necessarily in a musical movie. We all agreed that that was how we sort of looked at it. Who went first last time? Charlie. Liam, do you want to crack on with your Um, first choice, please, mate? Yes, I will go with... I absolutely love this film. Um, Breakfast Club. Ah. Yeah. The scene in the library. Uh, I think it's on We Are Not Alone, where they're all just, just start. That scene is just brilliant. I love the I film absolutely. anyway. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love the film. But yeah, it was one that came to my mind straight away. But I, I love that. It's just how they all... What, what song? I, I mean, I've seen the film. We Are Not Alone. See, I thought of Breakfast Club, what I was thinking, I was going to do um, Simple Minds, yeah, Don't You don't Forget you. About Me, but... Yeah. I think that's just played on the credits, isn't yeah, it? It's just, yeah, it's, it's just, just the last. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it starts just after he does that. Mm. But yeah, because I was going to. Yeah. But then I just thought of the scene in the mid. Literally, my mind just went with so many other things. I was like, uh, and I just remembered that bit. John Hughes fans, John Hughes films. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they're a really important like document of the time. As well. Certainly yeah. encapsulates yeah. the eighties. Yeah, it was yeah. my teenage years. Was the most of John Hughes films. So yeah. yeah Has anyone seen movie. Pretty in Pink lately? Not I saw it the other day. Has <laughs> it not aged? There is a certain bit. There's a there's oh. a bit in that that I was going to use for this. I have got it written down, but um, yeah. Put it this way: there is a girl that gets drunk at a party. Yep. And the boyfriend passes her over to his mate and says, "Go on, you ever." Yeah. Nice. Oh yes. Call yeah. Me in the, mm. in the uh, is that in the back of the Fair car? Trade. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not ethically sourced though. Yeah, it's very jarring now. Very jarring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good choice, mate. That's a nice start. Paul. My four choices are so far apart from each other. Excellent. Which is good. Um, first one is Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Stuck in the middle. Iconic. Where he's cutting his ear off. Perfect, yeah. It's just... I mean, one, it made that song a hit again <laughs> yeah it wasn't a massive hit first Steve time man, well. was it yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry Rafferty, Rafferty yeah. Yeah. yeah um but it's it's so he's so like menacing yeah it, it's not a good dancer though but then no, I still do that little dance if that yeah. song comes on I've had a drink it's the little and it's slice slice yeah and it, uh, it is one of those scenes where you don't you know it's coming you don't want to look at it because it is quite 
Horrific. It's one of them ones that I always imagined you saw a lot more than you actually do yeah, as well. Yeah, looking at it now, you don't see anything. Do you? Behind your head, it, yeah. But that's it's perfectly still, done. That yeah, you just know what's happened. But in my mind, I saw that ear being cut yeah, off. I, I, I remember. I still it. think I've seen yeah. it. But yeah, you don't. Yeah. But there's certain things in any horror or violent movie that you can see people shot in the head, and it don't make mm. you cringe. Yeah. But there's cutting someone's ear off makes you cringe. Yep. There's a scene in Logan where someone gets stabbed under the armpit with the claws. <laughs> yeah. And that just... You wince. Everyone else is getting cut to shreds. And that, everyone goes, ooh. <laughs> it feels a little bit more personal, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because it's, it's not the norm. That could happen. But it's the music that makes that scene as well, you're yes. saying, isn't it? Yeah. That's the it whole, is. It's yeah. like the contrast. I mean, yeah. if they just done that scene without music, then... Or if you typical... Like ominous music in the background, yeah. then you just be like, Well, you know what's coming, but yeah. you just wouldn't think that you can cut some zeros of that. a bit cheery song. He takes <laughs> a step back and talks into the ear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good choice. I think you'll like this one. Putting on the Ritz from Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got that, I've, I've got that idea as well. Have you got oh, that there? Do you want to include that, or have you got others no, to back I've up? I've got others I can add in in yeah. a film that replicates a universal horror movie perfectly yep. mm. to go into that scene with Gene Wilder, God rest his soul, and Peter Boyle as the monster. Apparently, Peter Boyle did not tell Gene Wilder that that was the voice he was going to use. They knew there was something coming, <laughs> but they didn't know exactly what. Mel Brooks was in on it. And how Gene Wilder kept, well, you can see him smirking through it, but how he kept such a straight face throughout that whole scene. And that's just reminded me, we had a conversation two episodes ago about our Halloween episode, and we said we reviewed four films. Yeah. There was a fifth. We reviewed the original Frankenstein. Yeah. We didn't I, mention that. We I said, said Frankenstein. Yeah. No. Because it was Frankenstein and Texas Chainsaw were the ones that I remembered. Yeah, and then we had Exorcist. Darkness oh, Falls and, and American, American Werewolf. Werewolf. We didn't mention oh. Frankenstein on the episode. Oh, right. Anyway, put it on the Ritz. Good one. Super, nice. yeah. Charles? Um, carrying on from where Paul left off, mm-hmm. I could not go without putting the dance sequence from Pulp Fiction in. Yeah. Uh, Jack Rabbit Slims, yeah. Yeah, uh, Chuck Berry. Um, I was going to say no particular place to go, but it's you never can tell, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's iconic, I know, but I just remember the first time I ever saw that film and thinking, why on earth has that worked so well? <laughs> yeah. Like, just about every other ingredient in that film, you know, why yeah. is it interesting listening to Gages talk about cheeseburgers? Yeah. <laughs> but you, that comes into the film and you just think, that's so phenomenally well done. And it's depressing to see a fat heroin addicted John Travolta dancing better than either will. <laughs> well, I don't say that. How far of a fat John Travolta? Yeah, and I like heroin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just so good. I think so a good, lot of yeah. it was the fact that John Travolta was so well known for Saturday Night Fever yeah. and, and being able to dance mm. that he does this, this, this almost pastiche of a dance. You know, it's just. Brilliant. And and again, a song that wasn't particularly well known until then. Wasn't yeah. the most famous Chuck Berry number. No. Um but everybody knows it now. Everybody knows it. It's gone down in, in pop culture, hasn't it? So Just great, I think. I mean probably that and the ear cutting scene in Reservoir Dogs were the two things that really said to people that this this bloke, this Tarantino fellow yeah, he's, he, he's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not just his direction and that. It, it's the fact of adding the right music at the right time mm. to sort of um, make a scene better. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not suggest any more in case somebody else has got another Tarantino. Yeah. Obviously, he may crop yeah. up. We've still got a few more Sorry, to go. Yeah. No, no, no. Just thinking that... Now you're saying that. I've just thought of another three Tarantino. I've got a potential mention based on that. <laughs> right. Liam. Um, from, uh, this is one I actually thought that Charlie might have had. Um, it's Lust for Life in Train Spotting. I did cool. almost choose that. I or... have it in a certain guise. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. But but yeah, that just is the scene. It is, it's, if I ever think of Train Spotting, I automatically think yeah. of that song. Yeah. Just no matter what. Yeah. And 
it's, I think every time when I was younger, if I've heard that song, I feel like I need to go running somewhere. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's the, yeah. yeah. It, it just, it had that sort of vibe to it and it instantly makes you think of that film. And that film instantly makes you think of that song. And it revived Dickie Pop's career. Yeah. Well. Yes. But um, I was interestingly, I picked the end of Train Spotting T2 as opposed to the mm. opening. Um, has everyone seen yeah. Train Spotting Sequel? Yeah. When Renton goes into his bedroom and initially in the film he goes into the room and he puts the needle down. You can't listen to the song because it's too painful to think of all the stuff that was happening 20 years ago. Mm. And then when he gets closure... He goes back to the arse, plays the record, and they play the Prodigy remix of it, which is a lot more sort of funny. And he does this really sort of funny dance to it. But as he uh, as he's about to do it, it's intercut with Renton smoking a fag and collapsing to the floor in the first one, and it's so fucking brilliantly done. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up at the end of that film, and I just I had to include it. So is that going to be your seat? No, that's fine because this happens. That's your number two then. then. But it just seems better to talk about it in. No, as as they crop up like this, yeah. please feel free. I, I did have a feeling that train spotting would have been one that Charlie oh, would yeah. come up with. Yeah. It's one of those, um, a bit like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, where the album's almost as famous as the yeah. as yeah. as the film, the soundtrack album. Oh, and Slippy. And, yeah, yeah, it was. Well, yeah. I had the train spotting album. You know, I yeah. had the Pulp yeah. Fiction she album. Was it's just one of them, and it, and the nineties were great for that sort of thing oh, as yeah, well. Definitely, yeah. Those compilation albums that. You know, chose different music to, you know, not music that wasn't specifically made for the film. It was yeah. like a jukebox musical type thing, yeah, isn't it? All to us brought together. I've got two more, which the soundtracks are exactly that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, then what's your number two, Paul? Well, I don't know that everyone's seen this film because it is quite new. A film called Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's the whole film is music, but yeah. uh, there's a sequence where Harlem Shuffle's playing. Right near the start. Oh, well, Bob and Earl. Is it Bob, Bob and Earl version? Yeah. 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 And the whole sequence is him walking along the street to get coffee. It's all one continuous take. And it is one continuous take. Mm. And he's dancing in time to the music. The cars are in time to the music. Doors open and shut. Yeah. Even a police siren is in time to the music. That is really well mm. done. It is so beautifully filmed. Yeah. I mean, the film was an okay film, but the direction and... The, the execution of everything throughout it yeah. is superb. It was um, based on that short video thing that he did for Mint Royal, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. So um, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright, isn't it? The guy that did Chong the Dead. Mm. He did a music video for Mint Royal with Noel... Mint Royal, Gallagher. do you mean? Mm. Mint Royal, got an E on the Neil, end, Noel Fielding? Noel Fielding, so yeah. I don't know where Noel Gallagher comes from. <laughs> and, uh, Mint Royal, he, just, he said I to... Tequila, didn't they? Who? Similar tequila. sort of... No, Mint Royale well, was similar to sort of like Basement Jacks, weren't yeah. they? I think. Yeah, they a lot of sampling. And yeah, a lot of mm. different vocalists. But yeah, but he said if I ever get the chance, I'm going to make a movie full length based on yeah. this pop video. That I, I mean, did. it it was for most part a great movie. Yeah. I always said that Baby Driver would make a great double bill with Free Fire. Yeah, they they both came at the same time last year. They're, and they're Free both. Fire. Mainstream films that are based on B movie traditions. Yeah, have you not seen Free Fire? No. Excellent film. Not heard mm. of it. If you like Reservoir Dogs, you'll love that. And it's yeah, Ben Wheatley, and um, it's about an arms deal that goes tits up in a warehouse. So it's very one Reservoir location. Dogs, very Elmore Leonard's mm. very sort of seventies B movie fashion. Killian um, Murphy's in it. Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah, great film. It goes. It, oh, I, I reckon. I shall have a watch of that. Tomorrow. Yeah, I think it'll make a great double bill with fun. Free Fire. Okay, my second choice. Bit of opera, bit of bit of classical for you. Marriage of Figaro. Okay. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, where Andy yes. Dufresne puts yes. on the record. Yeah. What a brilliant choice. Yeah, it's yeah. just that whole bit in the movie. Where all the shit's been going on, and I think Morgan Freeman's doing the narration. And he says, and just for that ten minutes, the whole world stood still. And it was all the prisoners yeah. stopped and just listened. Didn't they? It's quite therapeutic for the viewer. It was like a really brutal feel. Yep. Well. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to go not pop music or no, or dance or something like that. I thought, Do you know what? That. that that is, you know, what we're talking about. Yeah. But it's a different style of music and it has a different effect. And 
we've got a fucking review Shawshank at some point, oh, guys, haven't we? That's <laughs> one we've got Amazing, to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to say the marriage of Figaro from from the Shawshank Redemption. For nice, good if you buy past me, because I've already done so. Uh, back to Liam then. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with. It's difficult to pick because it's two films, but I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy One <laughs> with um, the opening sequence. Red Bone. Red Bone. One of my favourite tunes ever. Yeah. <laughs> that scene where he's kicking the little aliens, picks them up, singing into it. Come and get your love. And, and it is just. <laughs> it, it, to open a film in that sense, and because I don't know, you're not keen on the Marvel films, but yeah. it's not really a superhero film; it's just a comedy. Yeah, and it's a brilliant way. And the soundtracks—it's another all one. old film, yeah. all old songs. Yeah, just put on a compilation for the mixtape, yeah. and it just worked perfectly for that. And Come and it. get your love by Redbone has yeah. always been one of my favourite songs ever. It's the one that—it's a happy you, song. You can't. Well, your foot will always tap yeah. to that song. You can't even oh, if you just sat yeah. there now and someone said to you, "It's this song." You'd yeah. Go, <laughs> you just know it's Jack yeah. brilliant isn't there a song in Guardians of the Galaxy that's also in Reservoir Dogs possibly was it like the stop, awesome mix one stop this feeling or whatever oh it's Blue Swede yeah um, hookah Jacka hookah that's Jacka, the one hookah, yeah. hookah. Um, I, I can't stop, stop this feeling yeah, yeah. we could have done the whole song between hooked us on then. Yeah. hooked on a feeling that's, that's the one thank you very much yeah Blue Swede good choice Liam mm. Paul yeah, going for something totally different again. Yep. Back to the eighties. Yep. Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. If you say Berlin, well, Berlin. I'm, I'm walking out. <laughs> no, if you say Berlin. no. I'm actually the volleyball scene. No, the, oh. the the bar sequence where they start singing. You've got that loving feeling. You've lost. Oh, that's feeling. cool. No, that's, yeah. To be yeah. fair, my mate who was in the RAF when he came back, we done karaoke. Instantly, we all just went, it had to be that. Yeah. Arms around each other singing that <laughs> yeah. song. It, it was that cheesy sort of all guys together trying it to... It is a lad's trying karaoke to, song. Trying now. to win a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Homer erotic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like that whole film, yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got so many here to choose from. I'm going to go with a movie that... You might even class it as a musical, but some might say it's, it's a comedy with music in it. Some might say it's a musical comedy. I, I think it's a comedy that's got music in it. It's the Blues Brothers. Oh, brilliant. We could choose absolutely Why any of them. Yeah, we film. could choose absolutely any single piece of music from the Blues Brothers and we go, oh, bloody hell, that's great. But I'm going to go with... Now, bearing in mind, these guys sing hardcore 12-bar blues. They get a gig in the country and western bar. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. And they're put behind a cage and the only song they know is Rawhide. <laughs> and one of them gets a whip. And they're going rolling, 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 and, and all the rednecks are throwing bottles at him and shit like that. And John Belushi just stands there and these bottles are flying. And superb scene. Absolutely yeah. love that film. I haven't seen it for so long and now I want to watch it again. Right, <laughs> Rawhide from Blues Brothers is mine. Nice. Charles. We spoke about um, how Tarantino uses songs that have no relation to the plot or wouldn't necessarily appear in any sort of film. Yeah. Another director who does that extremely well, maybe even pioneered it, is Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. And my favourite example of him doing it is the use of Derek and the Domino's Layla in Goodfellas during the montage <laughs> yeah. when, well, it's not Layla as such, it's the coda, the piano, the piano coda at the end of the mm. song, when they're discovering all the people that are associated with the uh, huge airport robbery mm-hmm. um, or the heist, wherever it is, um, and all the people that are associated with with it that uh, Robert De Niro is suspicious of getting killed off and the the actual corpse is being discovered because it's again it's that thing of a beautiful bit of music being contrasted with something that is totally grotesque and, and, it's, and it's only a piece of a song yeah. as well yeah, it's, it's not a whole song that, that, yeah I mean a lot of the time on the radio you wouldn't even hear that bit of the song the because they, version, actually, they yeah. cut it down didn't they yeah. yeah I just I mean I love that bit of music anyway Mm. And that whole film uses music superbly throughout. Like, there's never really a point where there's dialogue without some hit associated with that time playing. Yeah, a lot of the time it's so perfectly placed. You don't always pay attention yeah. to the music. But, yeah, if you watched it back now and thought, right, I'm just listening to music, as you say, there's so much of it in there. It must have cost a fortune. So mm. for that yeah, yeah. Liam. 
Um, Your final choice. I'll have to throw some as honourable mentions. Oh, I've got later, some. I've got a load yeah. to go yet. I am going to go with the second Guardians of the Galaxy oh. with Baby Groot, Dark Sister, ELO. Oh, that is it's the blue sky. Oh yeah. my god, that is such a brilliant start. To a because film. again, like the first one, it's something serious should be going on, but yet it's just <laughs> dancing around, and the song just is perfect for what is going on. Mm-hmm. Like he's just having a good old time with both baby group. <laughs> and everyone who's trying to kill something's yeah. like, he's, that's brilliant. He's totally ignorant to yep. the fact that there's violence going on yeah. around him. He's just trying to get his music on. And, and it, 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 if something like that can just make you think this film's going to be brilliant, just yeah. from that, you just know yeah. it was going to be, and it was a great film. Yeah. But yeah, that for me was. Uh, I almost said or spoke about that after you were speaking about the first one. <laughs> cool. What's your last one then, Paul? Um, so far away from the first one I chose of Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> you this? go for Afro Circus? No, no, that oh, was good. Madagascar Three. Um, I this... was an expert. <laughs> yeah, you got your Madagascar. Yeah, I know Madagascar. <laughs> um, it was the I like to move it. I'll move it, but yeah. I like to move it, move it. That always reminds me of a Chew It advert, though. <laughs> I like to chew it, chew it. I, remember it that just, yes. I mean, I take it we've all seen Madagascar at some point? Not entirely sure no. if I have. I think I have. Maybe it, I've seen it one Christmas. Yeah. It, in parts, it's one of the funniest animations there is. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, it's got its morals in, as they all do, but it is... Is hilariously stupid. (laughs) Ali G in it as this lemur. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's just so stupidly funny at times. And yeah, I say that's. I told you I had four very different ones. You certainly (laughs) did. Scott, I've got so many to choose from, but I will mention them in honourable mention. So I am going to go with the Coen Brothers. Are quite good at using music in non-musical films inside Lewin Davis is a prime example yeah but I'm going to go with Man of Constant Sorrow from Oh Brother Where Art Thou that's brilliant it's what part of the film I have it's it's played throughout the film but it's the very end when George Clooney and the guys have all got the big false beards on and they're playing at the concert yeah and George Clooney pulls the beard down to show that it's him and um, well, there's a bit where they're recording it as well in the recording studio That's as right, well, yeah. and there's, you know, there's lots of stuff with um, the soundtrack's got Amy Lou Harris and people like that on it, and some real old bluegrass, traditional country songs on it. But just to finish off that film with with that version of Man of Constant Sorrow, which is a traditional bluegrass song, which I wasn't familiar with until the movie. And it's another one where the soundtrack is just as famous and just yeah, as good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did like a tour based on the back of it. They got some of the original artists together and they went touring. They? And I've got a live album of that it's as like, well. It's yeah, with the because it's like Homer's Odyssey, isn't it? That's it. It's based on the Odyssey. The siren singing. I went down to the down to River and Pray. That's Emmy Lou Harris and, and yeah. the other. Two, I can't think the other two are, but the whole film's great for that sort of music. But yeah, Man of Constant Sorrow for me. This is my fourth choice. Charlie. My final choice is the closing scene of Whiplash. Oh, I nearly picked that. I, I was <laughs> I was going to use so much from that, and I just thought, I don't know why I didn't. Literally, my blueberry was sitting on the side in front of me, and I was just like, no. <laughs> I, I think it's the most one of the most exhilarating film scenes I've ever watched. I, yeah. I get worn out watching My it. heart rate is mental. Yeah. The whole way through, my hands yeah. are going, <laughs> yeah. Because I think, I can't. I've tried mm. to drop um, a drum, but that just... Mm. It's, it's unreal. It's exhilarating as fuck, but the whole film's brilliant. Yeah. I just love the way that that sort of rounded everything off. Ties yeah. it all in. That's a good yeah. shot, though. Yeah. We've had 16 completely different, like, yeah. no sort of, like, repeats. Has everyone got more than four? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's rattle them off quickly. Charlie, while you're in the chair, mate, go on. What's, what's your others? Have you got any honourable mentions that you want to... Oliver, consider yourself just unbelievably well put together. But it's in a musical. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. That's probably why it was an honourable mensch. um, Yeah. Mensch. 
I, I, I think that it is so meticulously well done. Yes. Like on the, on a huge scale. I know yeah. that's what you expect from musicals, but I'm yeah, still but impressed by it. For a musical that's based on a stage play to actually expand yeah. it into that depth and that vision. Yeah. The difference it, of a film just being a musical. It, it's, it's, it's why music, it's why the sixties, I mean, we'll be talking about this with Singing in the Rain because it's 1952. The sixties was equally as popular for musicals because three musicals won best picture at the Oscars. I know they don't know much merit with you, Liam, the Oscars, yeah. but three musicals actually won the best picture in the sixties. Oliver, West Side Story, and My Fair Lady. My Fair, no, no. Sound of Music. Sound, oh, Sound no, of Music. That's the only one I haven't. Really got an affinity towards, but yeah, but just goes to show what was going on in the sixties mm. at the time. Yeah, the musicals were. We we associate the golden age of musicals as the forties and the fifties. Yeah, sixties were just as. I, just I think as it's it's sort of escapism, isn't it? It's well, we'll be talking musicals yeah. very shortly. Really, <laughs> hold on to what, that thought, Paul. Yeah, why, yeah why, why are we talking musicals, Liam? Have you got any horrible mentions, mate? I have four. <laughs> Go for it. All I four. have Pretty in Pink, the scene when John Choir, Ducky, is singing um, Try a Little Tenderness in the record shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it's just a brilliant scene. It's so cringy, but it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I have John Williams, because if you can ever sit and watch a Star Wars film and not get goosebumps, the moment that comes up. The the, the beginning before yeah, the crawl. Just the bang. That, that's yeah. what it needs. Credits. Yeah. Um, I've got Hans Zimmer. Anything. Because Inception is what the, the <laughs> yeah. song, the oh, time, time from, yeah. it's just amazing. And this one, as we've done a lot of music based, is dance. Yeah, we did, we, we said is, dance. Nobody's really mentioned a lot of dance. Um, and uh, so it's a dance film, but it's not musical. But yeah. I watched the Step Up films and mm-hmm. the last one they've done. Yeah. It's for, if nobody knows nothing about dancing, then they're not going to get it. Okay. But the, it's the choreographing in some of the dance scenes. It's a lot of intelligence to try and dance, which is why you can see a lot of people that can't do it. We'll be talking a lot about dancing in a couple of minutes as well, I'm sure. Paul? Um, the Doors with the end from Apocalypse Now. Good call. Just, just, I mean, I'm, see the fucking <laughs> I'm a huge Doors fan and, and just yeah. that is just... Good call. Very, yeah. very good. Can uh, you imagine people watching that in the cinema the first time and just seeing the, the whole...
the bit in Armageddon where they sing in Leaving on a Jet Plane. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Clark Duncan suddenly joins video. in yeah. with yeah. yeah the deep part of the song. Nice. <laughs> and finally, which will tie everything up nicely in a big red bow, the singing in the rain sequence from Clockwork Orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, iconic. It yeah. is iconic. Yes, big glass dildos and, well, big white plastic dildos. Smashing. Yes, yeah. And on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with Singing in the Rain. Cosmo, it's a sensation. The public is screaming for more. More what? Talking pictures, talking pictures. Oh, it's just a freak. Yeah, what a freak. We should have such a freak at this studio. I told you talking pictures were a menace, but no one would listen to me. Don, we're going to put our best feet forward. We're going to make the dueling cavalier into a talking picture. Beautiful girl. You're a lovely picture. You were meant for me. All I do is dream of you the whole night through. You're all my lucky charms. ready for love. I can jump over the moon up above There's a fiddle and ready for love I'm singing in the rain Just singing in the rain Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh Good morning Good morning We've talked the whole night through Good morning Good morning to you Rain, released in the USA on the 11th of April 1952, directed by Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly, starring Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, Debbie Reynolds. Quick question for you three, musical fans, yes or yep. no, in general? Yeah, musicals like this, yes. Like this? Yep. I'd agree with Liam, there. Of this nature. Of this yeah. nature. Any, what sort of musicals don't you like? 
Sound of Music. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the Sound oh, of Music. Okay. I also don't like forced ones. Like, I'm not a big fan of them ones that Paul likes. Um, not, <laughs> what's it? Not Magic Mike. What are they called? Paul <laughs> likes Magic Mike. Well, the jukebox musicals. No, what's that I've one with that fat seen. girl? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. That's it, yeah. Right. That, that's right. I don't, I don't like musicals that. where the dialogue is sung. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where there's no spoken dialogue that, whatsoever. That would be oh. an operetta. Things like um, Les Miserables, wasn't it? The, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Cringeworthy. Okay, but get a feeling for the room again. Liked it, loved it, hated it on the Charlie. Absolutely fucking loved it. Liam. I loved it. Paul. First time I've seen it, liked it. Well, this is good. This, this, this is my first time as well, but I absolutely yeah, loved This it. is the first time you've... This yeah. This is interesting. time watching me. Wow, okay, this wow. is probably about the... Robin Wilson. <laughs> Got the nose. Um, you ain't. <laughs> it's in my pocket. Um, probably about the twentieth or thirtieth time I've seen it. <clears throat> Understandable. Don't I watch it most years. I watched. I watched it Boxing Day, and I'm again, surprised I haven't. After watching it, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen it before. Is that out of choice? Because you're aware of the film; it's on TV quite a lot, and it's just uh, something you've chosen not to watch. Do you know? Honestly, I just don't think it's ever. Sprung up because I mean I don't mm. have telly. Don't watch it. Scroll <laughs> up, Lisa. Charlotte, we're doing um, so well. <laughs> but yeah, it, as a kid, I think it may have been on telly, but yeah, I never really noticed it. Yeah, it's I'm wh- glad I watched it. I'm it's sh- one of those films that you were aware of, aware of certain passages of it, even if you've never actually sat and watched it. It's it's just yeah. Mm. Like I've seen the. The Singing scene in the, in the street mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and good morning, good morning. Make them laugh. Yeah. Yeah. The songs, I knew pretty much all of them. Yeah. But I just never had watched the film and I'd seen clips and that on YouTube and stuff over yeah. the years. But I don't know why I never got around to it's ever watching it. It's one of those films. I'm surprised you haven't seen it before. Yeah. I, so, as I said earlier. Oh, cunt. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's implying, let's be honest. <laughs> I was thinking because of the cabinets. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I said earlier, it's in the 80s, Saturday, Sunday, morning, afternoon, you'd get a lot of these musicals on. But no, I've never seen that. I've seen a lot of Danny Kaye musicals. Yeah, this era sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, this was always safe for bank holidays and Christmas and things like that, mm. this movie, wasn't it? It was always, always the big Christmas movie. I, I think as well, I never realised when I was a kid that it was actually a musical. I just... You just see it was on TV and I thought, again, that it was just an old... Because I never saw anything about it as a little kid. I thought it was just an old black and white film. Yeah. Like my nan and granddad probably liked when they were kids or, yeah. or when they were adults. But, um, this, yeah, so I never bothered looking at it. It's probably the biggest movie we've done on the show since Casablanca, Charlie. Am I right in saying I would so? argue that, yeah. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, because we've gone with. We've had Godfather. Yep, yeah, we've had. Well, actually, I think the only sort of other. Film of that nature that we probably haven't done. It's maybe Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, and I'm I'm just thinking top five we haven't done Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind and Vertigo, and Lawrence of Arabia, and Lawrence of Arabia, which we are saving. My foot. Yeah. <laughs> um, regarded as, if not one of the greatest, the greatest musical of all time. We've all got a bit of knowledge of musicals, so it might be you know we we, we can sort of compare to what we know and what we've seen. <laughs> It's not your favourite musical, Charlie. I know that for a fact. That's going to be Oliver. Yeah. Do you have a favourite musical, Liam? If you can actually rank musicals and and I'd, compare them. Not really. I, I wouldn't say I'd have a a top five, top ten of musicals. But you like this one enough to say that it was. Up if there I was to, it would genuinely be up there. Cool. If not, I mean, I, I within minutes, seconds, I was smiling. Brilliant. Oh film, right. So okay. It, it would go. Yeah. Close enough to the top, if not the top, if I had Oh, a that's good. It, it. it got you from the start, whereas Mildred Pierce lost you from the start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Paul, same for you? Yeah, yeah, it was... I mean, I, me and Liam were texting each other because we were both watching both films today. Mm. And it was, we both sort of agreeing that it was more humorous than we imagined it to be. It's very funny yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. But I say my favourite musical would have to be uh, My Fair Lady. Excellent. Good job. No, that's good. That's good. Okay. It's to give you a bit of background because you guys obviously first time you've watched it. Charlie, you say the first time you've watched it all the way through properly I as a I'd seen segments of it sort of probably on bank holidays and Christmases and 
it was since we've started doing the podcast is one that I thought, what's the point of watching it? Like, might as well actually address it for the first time for the for the show. Yeah, to I mean? actually critique it. And, yeah, yeah, okay. It's very important, not only in the history of movies, but in the history of musicals as well. This is 1952. Mm-hmm. Throughout the 40s and the 50s, MGM were the big studio that was knocking out all these great sort of famous musicals at the time. And just prior to this, sort of 10, 15 years before, Fred Astaire's had his heyday. Yeah. So you've got Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers in all those great movies. One of my heroes, Fred Astaire. You know, you talk about dancing, that man could in dance. Gene Kelly comes along, late 40s. Not so much a rival to Fred Astaire, but they work together. They do a lot of films together. Great admirers of each other. They work together. They do a lot of films. But Fred Astaire being the the new kid on the block type of thing starts becoming the... Gene Kelly, do you mean? Who did I say? Did I say Fred Astaire? Sorry, yeah. yeah, Gene Kelly becomes, you know, the the lead dancer yeah. in in yeah. in Hollywood. Fred Astaire's still there, making movies, but he's sort of past his prime yeah. as such. The fifties, we mentioned the sixties earlier, saying the sixties, you know, three Oscar winning movies in the sixties, but the fifties, and he gets your gun. Um, American in Paris with Gene Kelly. At the time, American in Paris was seen to be the superior movie. Now, if you watch them both together, American Paris is great. It's a bloody good film. Yeah. But it is no singing in the rain. Mm. Okay. But at the time, singing in the rain wasn't a massive hit. That surprises me. Yeah. yeah. It was It was just It was just one of a series of musicals that was yeah. being churned out by Hollywood at the time. It was nothing special. Singing in the rain, the actual song itself, had been used in, in films prior to this. I did wonder, <clears> because when... Yeah. Uh, in the... Uh, Final scene mm. when um, th- they yeah, request, yeah. yeah, they request singing in the way. So how did they know that song? It's like, yeah, I mean, what key? I assume that must have existed before. Yeah, because yeah. the film was based on <coughs> the song Melody yeah. and Broadway. Or well, there's something, something like the Broadway melody of yeah. whatever. It's yeah, it's yeah, one of those. It's, it's, it's about it's, 20, 25 years earlier. More than likely, it would be one of the early thirties, you know, musicals. But it was yeah, a the famous film was song. Supposed to be based in the twenties, wasn't it? Where yeah. Yes, just after. The jazz spoken word was actually yeah, being the, brought the, into the jazz the singer came out 27, 27, 29, whatever it was, towards the end of the 20s, yeah. 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 Um, and in a way, <laughs> have you seen The Artist? Which no. one? The Probably black and white. <laughs> no, the black and white silent film that won the Oscar about three, four years ago. Still yet no. to see it. Still yet to did, see did it. Did you not hear Liam's thing earlier? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, it's. A similar story without the music. It's French as well. So. Yeah, but silent. Well, that was two things that just... Oscars <laughs> are French. Well, it, it, it's another film that's set in the transition yeah. from silent to, to talkies. Um, but throughout the 50s, you get Calamity Jane, Brigadoon, Carousel, High Society, which we reviewed, Funny Face, Fred Astaire, still knocking out these films. And this was pretty much one of a thousand musicals at the time and it was nothing special and that is the bit that really surprised me when I was looking into this because it's always been a part of my life it's always been on at Christmas it's always been on so, so whether I've seen it or not it's something I've always heard it's been of. aware of and yeah everyone knows Singing in the Rain everyone knows that sequence in the rain yeah. and some of the other songs like you said Liam um, make them laugh even yeah. though you don't know the scene, you must have heard that yeah, song. I'm, yeah, I'm sure Morgan and Wise have done that. All these variety shows. They've yeah. been in so many. Yeah, so many. I good think morning, the good have morning. Even used things like mm. them songs. Yeah, and put them into the Simpsons episode mm. and stuff. So they are being used. So yeah, I'm surprised then that if that's not one of the biggest from that era. Yeah, for, and for those that never knew Good Morning, Good Morning, they would have been aware of it a couple of Christmases ago when Debbie Reynolds died. Yeah, Perry Cold. Fisher's mum, because that yeah, was the bit they always, show, yeah, and that was the bit they always showed on the news. Both incredibly looks. beautiful women when they were. You can that. see where Carrie Fisher got yeah. her looks from. Because yeah. I, do you know what? I started watching it, and um, I mean, you got to look at like Gene Kelly's a good-looking guy. Then you've got Debbie Reynolds, and I didn't even realize it was Debbie Reynolds at first because I'd never actually seen her when she was younger. Yeah, and I was like, she's beautiful. She actually yeah. reminded me of someone I knew a few years ago. But I was like, she I looked online, and I was like, oh my god, it's Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. And it kind of just blew me away. Incredible, beautiful-looking woman. She's yeah, a, yeah, stunning. 
But then Carrie Fisher was as well when she was younger. Mm. Even as an old woman, she was a nice looking woman. I yeah. think she probably would have, if she didn't struggle with certain things in her life yeah. as well. Yeah. Let's start with Charlie. First time, proper watch. Yep. Massive movie in the history of the Stinking Paws podcast. It's one off the list of the big ones we've got to sort of talk about. Is it worthy of that sort of... Without question, yeah. I think. But I was quite surprised, as we've mentioned, how much it made me laugh. Um, I think that was a big thing, in the, the big difference in this compared to some of the other musicals at the time. Yeah. They, they've got the musical element, but not the comedy. Yeah, but didn't they say, because when I was reading like, a synopsis on it, but that it was more of a musical, but based on a spoof of how films were trying to be really serious with the voiceovers, yes. trying to progress into spoken word films mm. as opposed to just silence. And they played on that. Yeah. So they could do it like hard. I think that's yeah. yeah. I think the reason why it's probably garnered a lot of acclaim in more recent decades mm-hmm. is because I can see newer films that have been heavily, heavily influenced by mm. it. <laughs> and the, the, two, example, yeah, the two that come to mind are La La Land, yep. yeah. because you've got this couple of aspiring or existing and the bright musicians colours. and actors, the colour schemes. Mm. It's inverted in uh, La La Land because she's the one who tends to be more successful and she bumps into him at a party yes. and he's doing an 80s music... Uh, sort a of tribute trivia. band thing, yeah. yeah. But um, the other one that it really reminded me of was Hal Caesar, the Coen yes, Brothers film. Yeah, Particularly yeah. in the scene where they're having elocution lessons. It reminded yeah. me of... Uh, is it Ralph Fiennes trying to get the uh, sort of... The rounded tones. That and is, the, yeah. <laughs> almost sort of carbon copy of that. Really. It must have been deliberate, to be so honest. Yeah. Massively influential, really funny, cheers you up. Um, it, it, yeah, the, is there any sadness in this film at all, actually? No, no, no. no there's no... There's not a bit in it that you just think... You go, oh, you don't, you don't do you? Don't I don't feel <laughs> sorry for anyone. No. Even when... Um, what's the... Main lady, Debbie Reynolds. No, no, no the one who's supposed to be the main actress in the one that's in the film. Voice. Jean Scream, Hagen yeah. is the actress. Yeah, like, where, even with her, when it starts going like wrong, you're like, oh, you're actually really good. Yeah, you kind of think, well, you deserve it because you actually. But you she, think, oh, bless she her. is brilliant in this film, isn't she, Jean Hagen? It's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. like the the recording problems and then the <laughs> premiere of. Yeah, it's and and <laughs> like, oh. it, it just brilliant because it's just when Debbie Reynolds disappears and Donald O'Connor standing there singing, she's, like, she's still miming. It's just like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> that look of oh, But man. it is brilliant the way they keep her voice silent. Yes, up until that point. Yeah, after she's been like introduced to the press and they go backstage and she's, what's the big idea? You know, yeah. it's like absolutely fantastic. Um, I written the, I know. Huge reason why you must love it. Go on. Because it's a film about film. It is a film about film. I'm a, a big fan about movies about Hollywood, movies about movie yeah. making, like Sunset Boulevard and stuff like that, as Charlie mentioned earlier. And it is just smack bang in the golden period of Hollywood that I love. And it was a film that I was introduced to at an early age. Yeah. And as I say, I watched it Boxing Day. I watch it most years. And I had no qualms in watching it again last night. See, I, Six I had weeks no later, watching that film again uh, because I, I don't own it, so I was like, oh, I had to go and buy a copy. I had mate. to rent yeah. it on my Xbox for three pound, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, is this going to be worth it? You could probably and get it on Blu-ray for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could probably get it. Paul, what did you think, mate? Yeah, I, I loved it. I, as I said, the, the humour in it just kept it bubbling along nicely. Mm. But if I was to have a criticism of it, the, yeah. the, near the end, the number of a Broadway movie. Yeah. I was going to ask oh, about that. a bit jarring. bit too long. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Now, that bit I used to hate, you know, as a kid when I first watched it. I just thought it doesn't fit. Yeah, it, it's very it, obscure and off the wall compared to what's going it's on around. a bit of a passion project for Gene Kelly because he was the director with yeah. Stanley Doan and he said to Doan, and I want to do this whole sequence, this dream sequence, blah, blah, blah. Well, oh, okay. You watch it a few times, it is a magical part of the film. Oh, the, you the, do. Oh, it's a brilliant yeah. scene. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. The song, the dance, the colours, everything so about yeah. it can't Good fall. build up to a gag as well. It, I'd have to see it yeah. on the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it is, I think it's more for how long, for me it's how long that yeah. it takes. It's almost Because like, it is about 11 or 12 right. minutes. But one next one time you watch something. it, next time you watch it, because you're prepared for it, mm. 
it will it will just sit in there nicely, yeah. similar to Red Shoes that we watched quite yeah. recently. There's a lot of ballet sequences in the Red Shoes, and if you're not prepared for them, you think, "Oh, this is going to drag on." But you watch them, and they are hmm. how could like we we said two two heterosexual grown men we were raving about a film about ballet. We loved it, didn't we? It was like really... there were scenes in um, Guys and Dolls that were quite yeah. similar. I think yeah. that they seemed to jar. Yeah, on a, on the guys and dolls is a lot of group dances, isn't there? Mm. We went and saw that at the BFI, didn't we? That's guys right, and yeah. dolls, and yeah. I think mainly I wanted to see it because I wanted to watch that on screen, on screen, sorry, chemistry between Sinatra and Brando. Yeah, but there were parts of it that seemed not great to me, but were just a facet mm. of musicals of the time, and you just got to accept that when you watch it. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't change or take any of that. Out. Mm. I think it was purely because at the time I was sitting there and I, was, it, <clears throat> I just wanted to see what the time was and then by the time it ended I looked again and I thought wow that had actually gone on for quite a while Yeah, but I, I didn't I wasn't sitting there thinking this is going on for ages it, it, right it, it was, was once it done I realised how long it actually yeah. been oh okay maybe that could have been shorter but I for, for me Gene Kelly and I actually think that Donald O'Connor was a, is a better dancer I it, like the way they dance together oh the, the, that's what I mean it's Considering the time of that film mm. and how they danced, yeah, you, you can see films nowadays with people that dance contemporary and using tap those and can't do even mm. that, yeah, and that's going back to that time. And they were absolutely superb. It was more of a fluid sort of dance that they yeah. had than this sort of rigid tap dance that you might see Fred Astaire it, do. They, it's like they glided exactly. They didn't touch the floor, no. but you could no. hear them tapping their feet. Yeah. You know, and in, in contrast to that dream sequence, which is very stage with a lot of stuff going on yes. in the background and lots of scenery and stuff like that. Compare that to the scene with just Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds in just the empty sound stage where they say, yes. you were meant for me, and he's just up yeah. on the ladder, yeah. Yeah. and it's just lights on the background yeah. and things like that. And you think, even that looks spectacular, yeah. Yeah. didn't it? It was Technicolor, it was widescreen, it was what the 50s yeah. movies were yeah. all about. It was... If you didn't know the date of that movie, you could yep. date it to the fact of early 50s because mm. it's like a kid with a new toy. We've mm. just got colour. Let's use it. <laughs> what colours have you got? Yeah. yeah, that was it. Every colour had yellows to be as bright as possible. Yeah. Um, I'll take it you guys just watched it on your TVs at home. Yes. I yeah. watched it on the projector. Oh. Through the surround no, sound, it, it, it <laughs> shuts up. It is just it's got a projector. No, it just. No, I know what you say. For for somebody that's grown up watching it yeah, on yeah. a on a fourteen inch black and white, I watched it at one point at home as a kid. You know, to then watch it on something that's comparable to like being in a cinema, it, yeah. it it's actually watching it in the medium it was created to be yeah. seen, and I still haven't seen it on a proper cinema screen as yet. And I will do. I promise that I will go and see it somewhere. Prince Charles. Or Prince Charles or the BFI, wherever it may be. Because it is, it's a widescreen Technicolor yeah. movie. Yeah. And you can't do it justice on a 28 inch TV. I genuinely TV. anything about that film. I like, I I, I'm glad you said that. That's, I, that's nice to hear. I, mean, so. I, I love dance. <laughs> mm. And musicals are great. But there is everything about this film and how it was done, the story and the acting. Then the musical parts and the dance. There is nothing about that that I think could have been done differently or put in yeah. a different sequence. Yeah. In, I just couldn't. Interesting. Uh, you mentioned the story. I was wondering yeah. that the story might be a little bit flimsy. But and I it think wasn't, that's, it yeah. wasn't at all. And I think mm. people forget that with musicals. Yeah. They just go, I love this scene with the music. I love that. But it's the story of it and the love story. Yeah. Because there was humor, yeah. there was um, love, romance, dance, music, sing. Everything that you could think in different genres of films. See, what's what's interesting is if we were to talk about any other musical, we'd be picking out specific music numbers. Mm. But what we're talking about are the bits in between as well. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about the comedy scenes, the bit where they're setting up the microphones the for the first time and then they put it in the flowers. Uh, and, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the beads. The director on that bit where... <laughs> <laughs> Roller. Yeah, he just sort of felt his anguish. I want to say it's better than the sum of its parts, but that implies that the musical numbers aren't good. It's mm. just that the musical numbers 
aren't the only memorable yeah, aspects. Exactly, yeah, like, which is good to see. It would make a great comedy film without the musical yes, numbers. Yes. Genuinely brilliant one liners. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Call me a cab. Okay, you're a cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it was when he gets out of the car and thinks he's like, pull my arm off so and he's um blazer jacket's caught in the door. Yeah. And it's rips his and it's just how he looks straight forward <laughs> as if it didn't have like <laughs> and I think things like that and you can sing in the rain even that scene the singing in the, the rain the scene itself. is probably not the best choreographed in dancing styles of that whole film because considering a lot of people go oh, that's the bit that they remember yeah but so many others were done amazingly the scene um, where Donald O'Connor make him laugh yeah. I think he's yet in the kitchen yeah, pretty much oh, and then oh, they, they're dancing uh, in the like, house that's good morning good morning yeah yeah, yeah. That was absolutely over brilliant. the sofa, yeah. especially yeah, the no, up and down the, the steps turn. as well. Yeah. I mean, dancing up and down steps cannot be easy when they all got tap shoes on mm-hmm. and high yeah. heels or whatever. I'm, I'm really pleased that you two like. I, I, I didn't think you'd hate it, yeah. But I just thought you'd be like, oh, it's a musical. Yeah, it's great, you know. But you actually loved it, the pair of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a good film. And it, unfortunately, I watched it. Before Mildred Pierce, and I watched it after. <laughs> so, so one of us so ended happy. I ended up on a downer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Noir's never good in no. terms of the way it leaves you feeling. Musicals, on the other hand, if you come up with musical, yeah. Although La La Land didn't have a very uh, textbook ending, it did it? Didn't. No, it sort I've of like it. reverted back on itself and rewrote you, itself, you didn't will, it? I love it. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. The only way you won't like La La Land is if you've got a genuine prejudice against musicals. Yeah. But I so if you can like, get over the first five like minutes, La La which wasn't Charlie's favourite. I fucking hate the first five minutes. Yeah. But, well, that was a big song and dance number. Yeah. Sorry, but it's, the whole film's a big song and dance yeah. number, but it sets up the movie. If you go into it expecting a 1952 Gene Kelly-type musical... It's the perfect opening for it, Charlie, yeah. I think. But Charlie was a bit, I don't know about this, you know. I think sometimes there's also, a, a, I was just, just thinking, you know, it's like, you can have musicals, <clears throat> say like, um, you talk about Oliver, and stuff mm. where sometimes they're just singing and there's yeah. no dance at all to it. Yeah. And then there's something like Singing in the Rain where there is dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes I think you can have like a dramatic sort of, because Oliver is quite dramatic hmm. you can have that with musical and you'll get hooked in the story you won't yep. even really notice the songs as such and then there's ones that are more uplifting mm. and, and I think for that you have to have you couldn't just have the singing without the dancing you couldn't have yeah. Gene Kelly and uh, singing but just, just walking around yeah. 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 because you just wouldn't feel it so much but yeah. when you're looking up they're enjoying what they're doing Yeah, it makes you feel Better about what they're doing. Had as well. there been a song that was quite forlorn and yeah, it would have really fucked with the time. Yeah, yeah, and so that could have fallen apart. That's where the Rogers and Hammerstein stuff sort of fall apart a little I bit. It too twee. They have a lot of solo numbers where it's mm. like the man I lost and the man I loved, and they're just walking yeah. about. Yeah, but and the only way they can create any sort of interest is that it's on a windswept beach or they'll be on a cliff top or something like that. But it's still just this one person singing. Yeah. Whereas this, was there any solo numbers? Singing in the Apart rain. from, yeah, yeah. Apart, singing around, they interacted with the carp and, and the things right. around props, it. Yeah. But yeah, there were still Make things. Make them laugh. Was... He interacted with all the props. And yeah, the, yeah. You and know. He, start, he starts in the scene with yeah. Gene Kelly, doesn't but he? But there was so. no sort of like, oh my God, I've lost my love type numbers. Unless or... the film would have had Debbie Reynolds singing a song about how she makes it in Hollywood. Do you know what? There's two cut scenes and I think something maybe something like that that's missing. There are two cut scenes, two numbers that were cut out of the film. I'm I'm really glad you guys liked it. Anybody want to add anything else? Um, Might inspire me to not be so rigid in avoiding musicals. Okay. Might be a case of bringing some more to the table as well. That My film's going to be Grease. <laughs> Kidding, Charlie. I'll, I'll, I'll happily review it. I'll happily review it. You can't exactly. do a film podcast and refuse yeah. to sit yeah. and watch something. Yeah. I only watched it for the uh, first time last year. But that's the thing. I, I love the, what? the dance and musical films. Hence why like, I will watch. I watched all the Step Up films mm. because I love dancing. In with mm. them, I never really care about story because it's all the same story. Yeah. But I love the dancing part in it and what certain songs they can dance to. It's like I, I could I could recommend a couple of dozen 
Fred Astaire movies to you. Mm. I don't think the storyline and the bits that go on around the dance sequences would be your cup of tea. It'd be too yeah. Mildred Pierce for you. If yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think that's going to be a phrase we're going to use there. Is it yeah, a bit too yeah. Mildred Pierce, this movie? Yeah. Um, Went to watch Jules play. It's really Mildred <laughs> Pierce. <laughs> I, I don't remember being enamoured with High Society. I didn't hate it, but I just That's another it. one, because it was based on a stage play. That left yeah. it in you. Well, it's based yeah. on the Philadelphia yeah. story, wasn't it? Um, Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were no dance numbers in it, but there was a couple of just sort of like solo, you know, apart from Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong and, but, yeah. yeah. But I like High Society. I, well, I think, know. but I think this is a cut above. I think Singing yes. in the Rain is definitely a cut above. Well, it, 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 in the whole realm of Hollywood movies, not just musicals, yeah. it is... Hmm. It's caviar. It's, it, is, it can it get is, you on it every is, level of top, any genre. Yeah, and it's top five movie in so many people's lists, and I think we can rightly agree that it deserves to be there. Yeah, I, mm. I genuinely, I was speaking to um, Jodie this morning, yeah. and it's Cat's favourite film, and I was yes. like, oh God, thinking, really? Am I, yeah. <laughs> honestly, because me and Cat have Good job she listens differences to this. in like, what we both like, <laughs> like when it comes to music and films, but I actually, it's a, I couldn't see why. Yes. I really can. I, yeah. I think in my head I was just thinking, old film, I, I don't know why someone my age would like it. Yeah. Me and Kat so much. But yeah, I can actually see why she yeah. would. It's a brilliant film. A lot of the time, these sort of films um, sort of influenced by the by the, the age when you, when you watch them for the first yeah. time as well. And, and I saw it 10, 11 years old. And it stayed with me because it's on every Christmas yeah. since then. Yeah, so I, I was, didn't know it was out. It was, that's what I'm yeah. saying. 14 yeah. inch black and white. <laughs> yeah. During the war. And on that note, that's Singing in the Rain. We'll be back in a minute with what we're watching next time. (laughs) And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, so what we're watching next time. So for the next two episodes, Liam's is going to be the next. What have you selected for us, mate? I have selected the 2006 Mel Gibson film, Apocalypto. Great film. Great film. I have not seen it. It's the one he directed as well. Well, he's not not actually in it. He just directed it, yeah. Yeah. He made that film. It's a film that makes you... It's lament how much of a cunt he is. <laughs> oh, I'm no, no. I'm going to defend Mel Gibson to the hilt on this next episode. I love the man. I mean, I actually there's a lot of films I love from Mel, that Mel Gibson has done that I yeah. love. I love all the Lethal Weapons, As that, and Passion of the Christ that he made was superb, and Apocalypse I think is an amazing film. So, seen it once. Uh, definitely need to see it. Again. I, I was made to watch it yeah. by Dan Hill and his oh, right, flatmate yeah. yeah. years ago. Yeah. And it was like, I was sitting there thinking, I don't really... It never would have appealed to me. But the moment I saw it, every bit just hit me. And I thought, I love that film. Paul, have you seen Passion of the Christ? Nope. Seen Braveheart? Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think what else he directed. But you, you know, he, he now it's sort of does these pictures. So the one with a tribe? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, I've seen so, clips. It's um, a long film. Massive, yeah. cinematic, right. epic yeah. type, beautiful looking movie. Not a lot of dialogue. Yeah. And the story... Once you're into it, you are just, just totally yeah, engrossed. It. Just get yeah. into it. I think that's an all round. We're going to like all this, unless Paul hates it. Yeah. Um, that's when an... they do speak, you have to read. Oh, I can't multitask. Exactly <laughs> <that>. <laughs> do you know that was the only thing I did think when I thought this film? I thought I don't know if Paul likes reading films when they're on. Well, perhaps we'll bring him up here and I'll read to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll do a podcast where we translate what they say. Oh, he just said this. Audio commentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, and, and the foreplay topic that we're going to do with that, we've also had a little discussion, and are we going with the Oscars one mm. for this particular episode, Liam? I thought we was going with the... The other one. I yes. think we should go with the other one. The other one. The other sense. one, okay. Yeah. The foreplay topic for your episode, Liam, is we say memorable deaths in movies? Yes, yeah. Or whatever, most gruesome, most memorable... Whichever one sticks in your mind for whatever reason, four of them... As many as you like, if you've got more. Okay, I like the sound of that. Cool. And then the following episode will be your choice, Paul, and we're going to be doing... Good Morning Vietnam. I love that film. I went to the cinema to see that. 
don't think I was alive really, because I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it at all? It's our first Robin Williams movie since Fisher King. It's surprising. It's a strangely funny but poignant film. Another one with a soundtrack album just as good as the movie. It's another one that I had. I think it's over there actually on CD. Um, All 60s obviously because it's Vietnam, but it's a lot of Motown. Yeah, yeah. Um, It'll be things like... Uh, Stones, Green's Clearwater. Yeah, but I think there's like Heatwave with Martha Rees and the Vandellas and Aqua. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Barbie Girls. Barbie Girls right up there. (laughs) Sort of sings when he says good morning. And then for the foreplay topic, we decided that take a look back at the best Oscar picture winners, we said, and then who else was nominated? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we're going to call it Wig Was Rob, basically. So whatever won the Oscar in a particular year, look back at the other nominees and say, hang on a minute, that should have won. And I think the prime example is, we'll all go for this, when Shakespeare in Love won, wasn't that Goodfellas year? A bit late, I think. Was it? There's something something when Shakespeare in Love won that was massive. All right then, guys, it's been an absolute bloody pleasure once again. As always. On the website, stinkingpaws.libsyn.com, you can find this and other episodes. You can follow us on Twitter at stinkingpaws. Uh, there's the Facebook group and MP3s and emails can be sent to thestinkingpaws at gmail.com. Guys, see you all very soon. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said Don't wear a frown Try positive thinking Laugh back your troubles instead You've got to look On the bright side On hope so much depends With your confidence sinking Positive thinking Helps you on the way my friend When things look black Try Positive thinking, treat every season as spring. No glancing back, try. Positive thinking, trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.